to Making the Brand, the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between, because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. Like it or not, pretty much every brand has its competitors. It's a reality of being in business. Coke has Pepsi, McDonald's has Burger King, and Nike has Adidas or Adidas. (laughs) And the list goes on and on. But the first time I declared my own brand loyalty was during the historic rivalry between the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. An entire generation was forced to choose. No matter where your allegiance lies, you may not know this boy band rivalry was man-made. A notorious businessman named Lou Pearlman got his start in the blimp business, yes, the blimp business, uh, in the 1980s, but by the 1990s, he started chartering planes in Central Florida. And that's how he met new kids on the block. He had no idea who they were, so he was confused about how a bunch of young kids could afford a private airplane. After he learned New Kids did $200 million in record sales and $800 million in touring and merchandising, he thought to himself, I think I can do that. I, like, I think I can put a group like that together. And in 1993, he helped create the Backstreet Boys. And as their manager, Lou paid for choreographers, vocal lessons, tutors, everything they could ever need to be successful. And just as the Backstreet Boys were rising to fame, Lou realized there would eventually be competition. And that was his light bulb moment. Why not create it himself? And that's when he built in sync behind Backstreet's back. All right. There's an entire YouTube documentary produced by Lance Bass called Boy Band Con that goes into this in more detail. I highly recommend watching it. But it turns out that Lou Pearlman was a con artist and cheated both bands out of millions of dollars. But anyway, I share this backstory to demonstrate the power people feel when given a choice. Declaring your side of the boy band wars was one of the main ways millennial girls around the world expressed themselves. The question of Backstreet Boys are in sync sparked impassioned debates at every slumber party. So what does this have to do with marketing? Well, let's talk about this within the context of social media. All brands want more social media engagement. So how do you get it? It starts with giving your audience easy ways to express themselves. Too often, we ask too much of them. We present them with obstacles instead of options. If your call to engagement is too complicated, your audience will scroll past. Most of us are on social media to connect with friends and pass the time. So this means your brand is already at a disadvantage. Your content seems out of place because it's showing up among all the personal things our friends and families are sharing. You're competing for attention, so your content has to be extra interesting. You can't afford to be boring. One way to foster more social media engagement is by implementing what we call see and choose content. This is content where your audience sees options in front of them. This gives them a simple opportunity 
to choose a way to engage. So this is done with tactics like choose this or that, or multiple choice, fill in the blank, would you rather, you could only pick two, (laughs) or rank your favorites. There are so many reasons to love, see, and choose content like this. Not only is it easy for your audience to engage with, but it's also easy for you as the marketer or brand to create. You don't have to make fancy graphics or really any assets. For polls or multiple choice content, just write a question and a few options and you're done. You can do this easily with the polls functionality that you can find on Instagram stickers, within LinkedIn, Twitter, you name it. But don't make your polls random and for the sake of just creating polls. Always ensure they tie back to your brand's overall strategy. See and choose content is also one of the fastest, cheapest, and most effective ways to learn about your audience. Instead of wondering what they think or want, you can just ask. (laughs) And in real time, every post is an opportunity for insight. Another reason to love see and choose content is because it has a low barrier to social media engagement. The call to action is baked in with clear options to select. This approach is way more effective than asking your audience a broad question because most of the time we ask questions that are just too hard. And this isn't my opinion. This is based on the science of what we call system one and system two. In his book, Thinking Fast and Slow, Daniel Kahneman explains how our brain and thinking process is broken down into two parts, system one and system two. When we employ system one thinking, decisions are easy and automatic. We decide based on intuition and instinct and are able to think quickly. System two, however, calls for more rational versus instinctive thinking. When we activate system two, decisions are slow and take a lot of effort. They require more logic and analysis. System two is often way too complicated for social media. Remember, your audience is there to socialize and pass time, not to take an exam. Questions that require too much processing or logic are better suited for a different medium. With see and choose content, you activate system one. You ask your audience a question, but you also give them the answers. It makes your content damn near irresistible. Your audience will immediately want to weigh in with their choice. So now that you know to avoid system two at all costs, here's another common mistake I see brands make on social media, and that is asking rhetorical questions. For example, Let's say you do social media for a restaurant that offers a weekly happy hour on Fridays. You might be tempted to post a picture with a caption that says, who's ready for happy hour? And this is just boring. (laughs) Your audience isn't waiting for your post with bated breath, just dying to drop what they're doing to tell you they're ready for happy hour. Instead, ask them something specific. Better yet, Ask them a question that allows them to express themselves. So swap who's ready for happy hour with something like, what is your go-to happy hour cocktail? Most people have a favorite drink of choice, and this immediately gets your audience reflecting on their personal preferences 
and better compels them to share. Then you get to engage with all the fun comments, and so does your audience. They get to interact with each other. With all of this, I hope you remember that social media isn't just a place to share information. It's a place to start conversation. You can't just expect engagement. You have to prompt it. And more audience participation starts with an invitation. I like to think these takeaways I've shared with you today are further proof that although everyone can do social media, everyone can have an account, but not everyone can do it well. It requires a deep understanding of your brand, your audience, and how people think. It may be tempting to have a friend or family member handle your social media, but investing in a true social media professional with the proper training is one of the best things you can do to grow your business. Social media is where your customers are, so it's time to start taking it seriously and to hire a serious professional. And the time to do it is now. The longer you wait, the more likely your audience will see and choose your competition. If you're a fan of this podcast, be sure to subscribe, or better yet, leave a review. You can also join my Twitter chat at hashtag popchat for weekly pop culture discussions you can actually learn from. If you have an idea for an episode, shoot me a DM at Brianne2K. As always, thanks for listening.